Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. You are listening to episode 115, where we're going to talk about how to teach writing across content areas. Now, if you think about it, writing is embedded throughout our daily lives. And because of this, writing shouldn't always be taught in isolation, which means you don't want to just have students write during their writing time. But I know from what I've heard from many teachers and including what's happening in my district, that a separate scheduled writing time is no longer in our schedules. So you have no choice but to embed your writing into other subjects, which is very unfortunate, but that's a whole other issue that I don't want to talk about today because we'll get very sidetracked. So it's important to teach writing across your content areas so that it reinforces the type of writing that's specific to that discipline. And we're going to get more into that in just a minute. First, I want to talk about how you can utilize content vocabulary. Vocabulary is really important for helping our students be better writers. The more words they know, the more words they understand, the more they can use them in their writing. Their writing becomes more descriptive and imaginative and understandable. And it just has a good flow when they're not always using the same formula right? I see my friend. I play with my friend. I like my friend, right? They move away from that once they have more words and more confidence in their writing. So integrating content vocabulary into writing across various curriculum areas can enhance students' knowledge of subject-specific concepts and foster language development. Really important for our ELL students. So a few ways that I thought about that we can do this, or actually a couple, is the first one is going to be vocabulary journals. So one way to use content vocabulary is to have students keep a vocabulary journal. Now I would recommend just having them have a composition notebook and maybe there's different tabs for each section of um, core subject. So you're gonna have different tabs for each section of the core subject. So maybe there's a tab for reading, a tab for math, a tab for history, tab for science, And then they're flipping to those correct tabs and recording new terms they encounter as they come up during that subject. Students should also be prompted to define the terms and write a a sample sentence to use the words in context, which is very important for understanding and starting to use those vocabulary words is actually writing a sample sentence with them. This is something you can do as a whole class, they could do with partners, they could do independently, And maybe you're just reading through and checking what sentence they wrote later if they're having individual sentences. 
The next thing you can do is something called a student vocabulary swap. So you're going to really promote collaboration by organizing those, these vocabulary swaps. You're going to pair students up and you're going to ask them to share subject-specific words that they've learned. This is a great way to use those vocabulary journals and show that they have more meaning other than just recording a bunch of words. The challenge is for each student to then incorporate their partner's words into their writing. This is going to encourage a diverse use of vocabulary, and again, it reinforces that collaboration piece, which is key in our primary grades, getting students active and engaged and excited, right? Okay, let's move on into the content areas. So we want to teach our students to write like a historian. Teaching them to write this way and think like a historian is going to involve um, developing their ability to analyze and interpret historical events, use evidence that support their claims, and write narratives that show an understanding of the past. So really you want to think about how you can have them incorporate some of the skills that you might see a historian use during their writing time. So one of the ways is historical journaling. You're going to ask students to keep historical journals where they record their thoughts, their reflections, and their reactions to historical events that they're learning about. This practice helps them to develop a personal connection to the past and improves their narrative writing skills. Another idea is a primary source analysis. So you're going to introduce students to primary sources such as letters, diaries, photographs, and artifacts. And you're going to have them analyze the sources very critically. You're going to have them extract information from them and use it to support their writing. So these can be things about, let's look at these photographs. What do you see in the photographs? What what are the people wearing? What do their expressions look like? What do you see in the background? Who do you imagine might be taking this picture? And just kind of have them really study those things with a critical eye. And this is really going to enhance their ability to work with evidence, which is a crucial skill for historians, right? Historians often have to put themselves into the shoes of the person from the past and kind of imagine what it was like to be in their world to kind of create these scenarios of how these artifacts came to be or what was really happening at the time. And also teaching that critical thought process is really good when it comes to pulling out more details and noticing what they read when they or noticing pictures and illustrations and remembering what they've read. So it all kind of goes hand in hand. Another idea is a historical inquiry letter. So you're going to task students with writing inquiry letters to historical figures or characters. So this exercise not only enhances letter writing skills, but it's going to encourage students to think deeply about historical perspectives and motivations. I really like this one because we don't do a lot of letter writing, and this is a real-life, real-world, applicable kind of idea behind their writing, even though the historical person's not around anymore, possibly, depending on who they're studying. It still gives them an idea of how they can transfer that and use letter writing in other aspects. The last idea I have for writing like a historian is to do a timeline essay. So you're going to assign students to create timeline essays where they organize and analyze events chronologically. 
This is going to help them develop a sense of historical continuity and change while refining their organizing and sequencing skills. Organizing their writing is a great skill to keep practicing with our young writers, right? Because oftentimes their writing is a little illogical and it needs to have that correct flow. So working through a timeline is really going to help with that. Right, let's move on to some ideas on how to write like a mathematician. So we do a lot of writing in math, especially if you have the Envisions program. I feel like they have quite a few things that they have to write and respond to. But teaching students to write like mathematicians involves fostering the ability to articulate mathematical reasoning, communicate problem-solving strategies, and present mathematical ideas clearly. In order to really learn the material, they really have to explain how they arrive at their answers, right? So one of the ways we're going to do this is through math reflections. You're going to introduce reflection activities after completing math lessons or projects. You're going to ask students to write about what they learned, any challenges they faced, and how they overcame them. This practice is going to foster that metacognition and encourage self-awareness in mathematical thinking. The next idea I have for you is mathematical doodles. So this combines drawing and writing by having students create mathematical doodles. You're going to ask them to draw pictures that represent their mathematical concepts, and then they will write explanations or stories to accompany their illustrations. Last is going to be math concept books. You're going to assign students to create their own mini math concept books. Each page can focus on a specific mathematical idea, such as counting, addition, subtraction, or shapes, or if you're learning multiplication, different strategies on how to multiply. There's, the list can be endless for how many different ideas you can get from this. This activity is going to reinforce organization and presentation skills. And then these books can be placed in your classroom library and shared by students for years to come, especially if they take good care of them. Absent students can also check out these books if they cover a concept that was taught when they were gone. So it's a great way to review skills or reteach skills as you need. And best of all, the students are the ones that are helping to facilitate this. Okay, the last section I have today is we're going to work on writing like a scientist. So teaching first and second grade students to write like scientists is going to involve introducing them to the scientific process, encouraging observation and inquiry, and fostering the ability to communicate their findings in a structured manner, right? Because scientists are kind of rigid. They're very systematic. So we want to teach those skills when we're teaching students to write similar to what a scientist would do. So the first thing you're going to do is science observation journals. You're going to provide students with science observation journals where they can record their daily observations and questions about the world around them. So you, again, just like with the history, you're getting them to notice different things. You want to encourage the use of drawings, labels, and simple sentences to describe what they see. So again, just practicing that skill of observation and taking in details. Next, you're going to have students record experiment procedures. So when conducting simple science experiments in the classroom, you're going to guide students to write down the steps that were followed. This is going to help them practice clear and concise procedural writing, which is an essential skill for scientists. 
If you also have students document the purpose of the experiment, the hypothesis and the materials used, it will also help them to practice organizing their thoughts and being systematic in communicating them. All good things that they need to know as they move forward in school when they're in science class, right? I don't know if you remember your science class, but I remember having to take down notes on experiments and respond to questions or write down the procedure and the materials. So this is something that we want to start early with our students so they kind of get that process going. Last but not least, we're going to have modeling with interactive whiteboards. So using an interactive whiteboard or an anchor chart or something to help model scientific writing is going to be helpful for our students. We're going to demonstrate how to organize the information using headings, lists, and diagrams, right, our text features. This visual approach is going to help young students understand the structure of scientific writing. So it's really important that as we think about how they're going to write like a historian, a scientist, even a novelist, that we really are thinking about what skills do those people have in those professions and how can we transfer that and translate that into our students' writing. So I would love to know which one of these ideas will you incorporate into your writing across content areas. Don't be afraid to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, or even send me an email and let me know what you're thinking. I appreciate you listening to this episode, and I will have an all new one for you next Wednesday. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes. So we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Next, you're going to do recording so maybe you have a tab for writing maybe a tab for history maybe a tab for writing or and sequencing skills sequencing <laughs>